This episode of the Real Health Podcast is brought to you by K-Life, sustainable products that don't cost the earth. Welcome back to the Real Health Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May, and this is the podcast that helps you determine what real health means to you. I'm super excited for this episode. It is the replay of an Instagram live that I did with Madison Don't. It's all about the creation of habits. So basically what we did is Madison talked us through two healthy habits that she has implemented into her life. Then we both talk about them and break them down into each phase of the habit loop. We talk about our tips for creating habits. We talk a little bit about habit stacking and it's a really, really fun live. You can watch this on the IGTV, but obviously this is, you know, if you're in the car on a walk, much easier to digest on podcast format as well. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode with Madison, Don't and I, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Here we go. What we're going to do tonight is Mads is going to go through some of her habits that she's adopted that she really likes. She's going to tell us why and go through why those are important to her and how she's been able to make those habits. And then we're going to really dissect that and talk about how you can either, you know, adopt those habits if that resonates with you or adopt the method to any habits that you want to do in your own life. Yeah, definitely. Because I think the main thing about health is that you can learn how to do it, what to do, all that good stuff. But if you don't actually learn how to maintain it long term, then it's just a phase and then you go back to square one. So I think that habits are so, so important to form correctly. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. So do you want to run through your habits? Um, Yeah. Do you want me to just do one at a time? Or do you want me to throw them all Yeah, let's do one at a time because then I want to... We'll do one at a time because then I want to really break them down and pull them apart. Yeah, okay. Um, So my first habit that I've been doing lately is I've been meditating as soon as I wake up. I feel like a common excuse for not meditating um, is that people don't have time. Um, I realised that I am someone... I actually started this habit last year and then, like, forgot about it for a little bit and picked it up again um, in the last month. But um, basically... I am someone who needs to set multiple alarms to get up. I can't just set one alarm and then, like, you know, get out of bed. Um, So I was already setting, like, 15 minutes worth of alarms and then getting up at, like, 7. And so I realised that, okay, well, if I'm setting my first alarm at, like, say, 6.45... if I then go into my Insight Timer app and turn on a meditation, then I can be listening to a, a guided meditation for those 15 minutes. Um, I really, like, you can search whatever you feel like you'll need for the day. Um, so, you know, if you're feeling lots of, if you felt lots of self-doubt yesterday, you might look for, like, a self-doubt meditation um, and then listen to that. Or if you feel like you need to really get stuff done that day and not procrastinate, um then yeah, I would listen to one of those meditations. So basically it kind of wakes you up by slowly activating your mind and also like tapping into your subconscious for like, it's kind of like affirmations for the rest of the day. But the great thing is, is that you're lying there, like eyes closed, still in your warm, snuggly bed. And it kind of gives you like an extra 15 minutes sleep in. So it's like the best of both worlds. You're like doing a healthy habit as well as getting, you know, extra time in bed um so yeah that's my my first habit okay I love it let's break that down so essentially I want to go 
break this down into what's called the habit loop, which is how habits work within our brain. So essentially we've got three different things. We've got our cue, our routine or behavior, and then the reward. So I guess with you, what would you say sparks you to then actually initiate doing it? I know that you said you do it straight when you wake up. So is your cue, like as soon as you open your eyes, you reach for the phone to do the guided meditation? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, I obviously have to turn off my alarm so I'm already reaching for my phone um and then it's about I I feel like maybe everybody has that little um self-talk when they're like oh I have to get up and it's like how do I convince myself to like stay back in bed how can I justify that Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's I've been like going okay well you can stay in bed if you turn on the meditation and then you're being productive Yeah. Okay. I love that. So it's a bit of both. So it's a bit like first thing you wake up and then it's also reaching for your phone because you reach for your phone and then it triggers your, your mind to do that. Um, and then obviously I also have the, um, insight timer app, like on the main four. Oh, that's a good idea. So even if you, even if you forget you, as soon as you open your phone, you see it straight away. So that's a cue in itself. Okay. That's a really good tip there. I really like that. Obviously, the behavior is meditating. And then I want to break up the reward there because I think when we talk about meditation, we all know how good it is and we know the benefits. But a thing with humans is that we're so fueled by instant gratification. And I guess the way that you've just described it to me, like you just said, like you're not a super, super morning person. And the incentive for you is, well, one of the incentives, of course you have those benefits, but one of the rewards that you get immediately is you get to stay in bed for that little bit of time. So, so that's really important. And I think if we, 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 with habits, we really need to tailor that reward to us. And, you know, because if we, if we just relied on the end result being our reward, then every single person would be mindful and shredded and rich. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't actually, we don't, we just don't work like that. Um, but then obviously, I guess, what is your, what's your feeling after you've done the meditation? How do you feel versus if you just ran out of bed and you didn't do the meditation? Yeah, I definitely have more clarity and I feel like I will like procrastinate less through the day. I'll kind of like remember my worth a little bit more and also feel ready to tackle whatever I have planned for that day rather than just kind of like feeling like, oh, another day, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I really like that. So we've identified the cue, the routine, and then also the reward. You've kind of got two rewards there. One step that's often missed out when we talk about habits is the craving. So you have the cue, then you've got the craving. The craving is actually what drives you to, you know, from seeing the cue to then actually completing the behavior. And I think, yeah, you've described that really well because you have, you have both of those. You have the craving to stay in bed a little bit longer and the feeling that it gives you, you have to be able to crave that reward. So that's the other reason you have to make your habits actually resonate with you because yeah, if that didn't resonate with you, then it wouldn't really work. Can I ask why, why do you use a guided meditation instead of just like sitting there and saying, um, (laughs) You described that so well. Um, I think I would probably fall asleep if I didn't actually have words. Um, So one. And two, I feel like the guided meditation is kind of like a pep talk. It's like you getting the benefit of affirmations without you actually having to be the one to think about them and say them. And, you know, you're kind of getting someone to just give you it's like having a best friend just like hype you up um and tell you that like Mm. you know 
maybe you've been struggling with some hard times lately, maybe you're going through lockdown and by having the guided meditation to just remind you that, you know, you're on your path, everything's going to be okay. Um, yeah, like you have control over your life. Um, maybe you may feel unproductive in, in lockdown um, and it reminds you about having like self-compassion, but also that you have control over how you spend your days too. So it kind of empowers you a little bit more to not feel so... Yeah, it just, like, removes self-doubt. Whereas I think when you meditate without the guides, um, that can be a really, really great way to... um, I still... I do use that type of meditation as well. Even sometimes when I'm driving in the car, I'll just, like, put meditation music on without a guide. Um, And that Mm -hmm. type of meditation is more for when you want to really be present and notice the little things around you. So, like, you know, notice the the way that the sun rays are shining today and the way that, like, maybe hear the birds and, like, actually um, elicit your senses. And it also helps you to get really clear on when you ask yourself questions, like, what do I actually want? How do I feel? What is triggering me today? It kind of um, gets rid of all the noise so you can hear your own thoughts because... Like, hearing your own thoughts is not always a bad thing. Like, a lot of people associate anxiety Mm. and that with, um, you know, it's just like, oh, annoying, my brain won't stop. Um, But it can also be a really good thing because you can actually get true to yourself and listen to your intuition and, um, you know, stay in true alignment. If I was meditating, like, in summer, I used to meditate every morning on my balcony. Now I'm a wuss and it's way too cold. But I like what you said about the balcony and stuff. Like in summer, that's a really amazing part of the habit, right? Because it's it's incentivizing for you to actually go outside. You get the fresh air. Like those are rewarding. When it's in the winter, it's super cold. It becomes a barrier. So if you try to keep persisting and keep persisting, that block's not going to move. You're not going to like flick your fingers and make it summer. So I think the biggest thing there is for that habit to be creating a habit and sustaining a habit you do need to change that you're doing it in bed where it's nice and warm like you're removing those obstacles and that's what habit building is about so important for people to because imagine if you're like oh I can't sit on my balcony it's so much less Instagram worthy for me to lie in bed or like I heard someone on on YouTube say that you shouldn't lie in bed and do your meditation like all of those things if we strive for the perfect habit we're never gonna actually do it because if it's not easy for us to do our body and our mind is not going to make the decision to do it. So I feel like those things, like having the guided meditation that you enjoy, um, doing it in bed, all those sorts of things, you'll remove those barriers. And I guess, yeah, that's that's a really valuable point as well to, to talk about. So you guys know by now that I absolutely adore my K-Life products. They're crafted with premium stainless steel with a double wall construct, which means it keeps your warm beverages in your keep cup warm and your cold water nice and cool when you're at the beach with your water bottle. When we strive for and consider a sustainable future, single-use plastic has to be one of the fastest growing environmental issues that we face today. At K-Life, they want to contribute to change. The K-Life products don't just look beautiful because trust me, they do. They also come with a BPA and toxic-free promise and in reusable and recyclable packaging. They even ship with a carbon-neutral shipping company. This brand definitely ticks all of our boxes. K-Life is generously offering our listeners an exclusive 20% off their entire website when you use the code IHP20 at checkout. Thank you so much, K-Life, for making this episode possible. Do you want to go through your second habit as well? We can dissect that. So my second habit... I'm also drawing this one from the morning as well. So um, when I then have to get up, um, 
I really should put this habit at the start of the meditation, but often I'm like half asleep, so I just don't think about it then. Um, but I guess, so mm -hmm. my, my second habit is to take my temperature every morning. And that is what I teach um, in my ebook and in my course and whatnot um, as part of tracking your hormones. Um, and so my cue is that there's nothing necessarily whilst I'm in bed that is my cue, but my cue is that like, I'll be like, okay, time to get up. And I'll like go to get up and then I'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I can't get up until I've done my, my temperature. So then I have to like grab it and then lie back in bed for two minutes while, uh, it doesn't always take two minutes, but yeah, while that happens. Sometimes I remember before like going to get out of bed, but that is, I guess, a good type of barrier in that I know that I, I can't get up until I've done that because it, um, Obviously, the more um, energy that you are using in the day, the more your body temperature will rise. So it's best to take your temperature every morning before you get up. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think we spoke about this one as well. And yeah, that's definitely the cue. Like you, when you, you wake up, your habit, I think, for just waking up and reading for your phone, that's your meditation. That's really attached to that. But then after that, it's not really a habit stack because I don't think your meditation is connected to taking your temperature, mm. but it's really getting out of bed. Um, when I say habit stack, that's sort of breaking down, you know, when you're, when you've got an existing habit, it's a great way to, um, if you wanted to add more habits for you guys like listening, build it off one that you've already got, one that's already really solid that you know you're going to do every single day. For example, if you're really struggling to take your supplements because you don't know when to take them or you just keep forgetting to take them, put them right next to your toothbrush and toothpaste. And after you brush your teeth in the morning, you take your supplements. So that's a really good method. I don't think that's, that's not what you, what you do in the morning. Um, so obviously it's getting out of bed. So that's the cue, the behavior and the routine is actually taking your temperature. We spoke about this, the reward. I think that you've got, you've got the both, right? Because there's an instant one and then there's the delayed gratification. You tracking your hormones for every single day is going to give you a really great picture of, you know, of your health. And as you know, you specialize in hormones, you want a well-rounded picture. You want to be able to see what's going on and you want to see any outliers because they indicate different things and where you are in your cycle. So if you miss a day, it's going to impact that, but you're also not going to have it entered into your app and then you're going to have a day missing. So even that, the satisfaction of, I mean, I'm you know, not going to, it's not going to ruin your day, but there's that little satisfaction, those things that we do that we tick off almost, not doing that. And it can be as simple as even if you want to, like if you guys are um, trying to implement a new habit, create a don't break the chain, um, you know, every single day, if it's, if it is meditating, have your calendar and just add that cross every single day that you meditate. And yes, we want those long-term effects and that reward that's over here, but micro, looking at it in a micro way, you just want to not break the chain. And I think that with your app, it's that satisfaction of actually putting it into the app. Would you resonate with that? Yeah, definitely. But I think as well, like, even if you do break the chain, because I do miss days, like sometimes I'll completely forget mm. or like, I'll just have, you know, a distraction, maybe Callie will be like barking and then I just like completely just race out of bed and don't think about it. Mm. Um, but I think also like having that self-compassion and knowing that like, you know, if you're trying to eat healthy every single day and then you don't eat healthy one day, that doesn't mean like, oh, screw it. I'll start again on the 1st of January next year. Like um, mm. I, in terms of like with the tracking with the app, yeah, you're completely right. Having the graph so that every single day is filled out and there's no gaps, it gives me more data and being like, a scientist I love data so I like want all of those data points there but I like what also motivates me is that I'm like okay well 
like even this month, um, I think I'm on day 10 of my cycle now. And I, I think I missed measuring on day one, two, three. Um, but I was like, oh, well, I better hurry up and get back onto it, like on the bandwagon mm. because um, ovulation usually happens on day 14. So even if you start tracking at day four, like you're still going to see the spike when ovulation happens, like you're still going to have enough data points. So I think that even when I miss one, that yeah that tracking still motivates me to to jump back in Mm, absolutely and habit tracking is so so helpful and like you said you need to be compassionate towards yourself um but also and this doesn't apply to the temperature because as you said it does need to be consistent at the same time every single day but even like let's say for the meditation if you had to rush out of bed one day i think a really powerful thing when we're talking about habits if your cue is time-based say um i go i'm going to go to the gym every every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday at 6am. If something happens on Tuesday morning and you don't go at 6am, it's really important for you to be able to document, okay, if I cannot go or if something comes up at 6am, I will go at 5.30pm after work and making that commitment to yourself. Obviously not with the temperature, but for the meditation, I'm so guilty of this. I, If I don't meditate first thing in the morning, then I'm kind of like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And it's like, well, <laughs> this this is not exclusive to the morning. I don't have to do it in the morning. No one's there saying, no, it's 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 eleven thirty, you can't meditate. So I think when we're yeah. talking about planning, if your cue is is something that you can do at any time, certainly have that plan for that place and that time and that day, but also give yourself a backup, not to kind of give yourself something to you know, you don't want to do it all the time, but if it does happen, so you're not, like you said, being like, oh, well, there's always next year. Like you can literally, you know, work it out that exact day. Um, so that's a really useful thing as well. And I think like being self-aware of your excuses and calling yourself out on it as well. Like I'm the same thing. Like if it got to like 1130 and I hadn't meditated and I was like, oh, too late. I can't meditate today. Like I know personally that I am probably still not going to sit down at 1130 on my balcony or at my house and meditate just randomly in the middle of the day. But, Mm -hmm. and I might use the excuse that I don't have time or like that's just awkwardly interrupting my work day and it's just like messy. But then again, I could probably find the same time to go for a river walk, you know, whereas like Actually, if I break that down for myself, I'm like, okay, well, it's 11.30. I don't want to break up my work day. That's my excuse for not meditating, yet I would willingly do it for a river walk. So why can't I do that for a meditation? And if need be, like, I will do the like the meditation on the river walk just to get myself out of that environment. Because sometimes if we are, like, our environment plays a lot, like you were saying at the start, our environment plays a lot into um, what we do in our habits. So if we're stuck in a rut in our particular environment, then sometimes we need to take ourselves out of our environment so that we can actually action those habits. Mm, Absolutely. The environment is underestimated so, so often. And by that, I don't just mean your physical environment, but your social environment, who you spend your time with, and also, you know, your mental environment, how you're feeling. You cannot... And this is where, like, sometimes people will go to a trainer once a week and then they'll go home. They don't have that support system. They don't have anywhere to exercise. They don't have anything set up for them. They don't have active wear that they feel comfortable in. All of that plays into whether you can be successful within your goals. If you don't have a plan set up for success, you will not thrive. You cannot have positive habits being thriving in a negative environment. So it's something that's often overlooked. And I think we will do that. You know, we'll, be, we'll have it once a week with the trainer and think, okay, I've ticked that box. 
but what are you doing the rest of the time and there's no consistency that is why like that exact example talking about that and in terms of nutrition as well why I want to work in this space because I don't just want to see someone once a week and then send them off in their merry way I want to actually help them change their life by what they're doing every single day um which I think is so important like you said environment is absolutely everything um I want to, in terms of that, I think what I want to break down too is like how you with those habits have made them as as easy for you as you can. Like if you, for example, let's take out the fact that, you know, you shouldn't walk around before taking your temperature. Let's just say you can walk around and whatever. If you had that not but I'm assuming, is it in your bedside table where you keep the thermometer? Yeah, yeah it's right beside my... Yeah, so if yeah. you had that like across the other side of your apartment... How how often would you forget to do it first thing in the morning? 100%, yeah. And if I've gone away, like, say I've gone home and stayed at my parents' place or something, if I've packed my thermometer or I'm, like, I've just finished washing it and it's in the bathroom drying, if I forget to then take it to my side table the night before, then it's, like... And, like, you can still take the... Temp- like, it's better to take the temperature even if you have been up and walking around for five minutes. Like, still take it. It's better than not taking it at mm. all. Um but yeah, it's just like, so I'm so much less likely to do it if it's not right beside my bedside table. Mm, exactly. And when we talk about habits, it's like, make it easy and make it really obvious too. And it's the same thing. If you, if you wanted to go like our dogs, for example, like, like you said on your story, like you probably wouldn't have gone for that walk if Callie wasn't getting restless. And it's like those cues, like you need to set yourself up for success. And maybe it's, you know, you leave your, everyone says this, but leave your active wear out the night before. So when you see that, you're like, okay, I'm going to put that on. Or having your gym bag packed, it's about taking down all the possible barriers and then making it really, really streamlined, which obviously you've done. Because if you if you said, okay, no, I have to meditate on my balcony or you ended up keeping your thermometer across your apartment, your frequency of those habits would be far less than, than what you have now. Yeah, 100%. I think like it's being flexible and not being so rigid about like what the rules are. Like some, some people with different habits and stuff, they're like, I can only eat healthy if like I have a certain fork, you know, like you've just got to be really flexible <laughs> and um, make it work for you. And when the times change, you just have to change with the times. Um, but yeah, I think like um, it's very, very important to have that cue really close. And the way that I teach it, I use like different words, but it's the same concepts as like when you're making a habit, you need attention and association. So um, attention mm-hmm. is having like it front of front and center. Um, and so like having the thermometer where you can visually see it, where you will run into it whilst you're going about your day. When I grab my phone and I turn over um, to scroll on Instagram of a morning as we shouldn't do, but we all do. Um, and I'm probably not about to stop. So whatever. Um, self-compassion, <laughs> let's make it work and let's just put the thermometer right there so that we can be productive while we're doing it. Um, but yeah, also I think the association thing that I teach is very similar to the habit stacking concept is that, um, yeah, like even um, putting affirmations on the mirror so that while you brush your teeth, you've got them right in front of your face. Like you cannot, if you had your, like an affirmation, a sticky note with your affirmations in it and you put it like in the bathroom drawer, then if you grabbed your toothbrush from the top of the sink, you're going to forget to take out that sticky note. Whereas if you have it right in front of your face, then it's just that attention. You're going to be drawn to it and you're not going to forget. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I definitely think, like you said, the habit stacking 
if you're like at home listening and you're thinking, I really want to implement this kind of habit, I, I'm a massive fan of habit stacking because I think it's such an easy, it's an easier way to implement that into into your uh, lifestyle. I think the other thing I want to address too is a sense of identity because I think both of your habits, like it's not a coincidence, they're very health-based, they're very holistic, they're very they're very you. And I think the reason that you're able to justify yourself doing them is because you identify as the kind of person who would do those things. Often our sense mm. of identity, and which is tied to our beliefs, can get in the way of us carrying out certain habits. For example, if somebody has never run in their life and then they say, I want to run every single day, they don't identify as someone who can run. So every single day when they, when they see those shoes, they don't think, oh, I'm going to go for a run because they think I'm not the type of person who does that. Whereas if you switch the mindset to say, I am a runner instead of I'm trying to run, it really changes that. Whereas like you're not going to second guess the fact that you're taking your temperature or the fact that you're meditating because you really identify as someone who would do that. So I think that's a massive shift if you're um, listening and you're trying to adopt a new habit. It's about becoming that person because our personality is sort of, you know, formed by our habits, our, our good ones and our unhelpful ones. And and, and yeah. vice versa, like it goes, it goes back and forth. And I'm, it's like, you know how we say, if you, if you get up and you go for a workout, you're more likely to then opt for a nutritious meal over a non-nutritious meal. And that's because we're slowly creating that day, like a sense of identity. Like we're identifying, okay, I've done this. And now instead of choosing this option, I'm going to choose that option. So I love that those are your two um, habits because that's so you. (laughs) I think a big thing is that like accountability as well. Like if you let other people know your plans and know what you're planning on doing and um, it just really holds you accountable. And I think a big thing that holds me accountable, particularly with the temperatures thing, is that I am a hormone coach. Like if I want to show people what the graphs are meant to look like, if I like um, in my Facebook group um, for the ebook, it's like a private Facebook group, and people can like um, you know upload their graphs and share their data and like ask each other questions and whatnot. It's like a big support group, um, and like there's been people who have uploaded their graphs. We've had workshops about around like how to do the graphing and what it should look like. And I've used my own graphs as examples. And if I didn't have that data, if I was like relaxed with that and I only recorded it every now and again, then I couldn't be that role model to other women. And I also couldn't have that data to show. And I could still do my job without having that. But it's also about like, if I'm expecting these other women to wake up every morning and take their temperature to improve their health, then I want to lead by example and, you know, be true to my word and wake up every morning and take my temperature for my health as well. Like, um, and I think that just shows that like it can, can be easy. It doesn't have to be hard. Um, and I think that, yeah, a lot of times when we are starting a new habit, sometimes our mind tricks us and makes us think that it's harder than it actually is. But it's just like that overthinking, it's trying to keep you in that familiar like space and comfortable of what you know. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've loved our chat. I think we should round off on, I guess, one tip. I think that everything we've spoken about has been super helpful and valuable. So I really hope people have gotten something Mm. out of it. But I guess, what would your one tip be if someone is at home and they're trying to implement a habit what would you I put you on the spot because I didn't tell you I was going to say this but what would your one tip be for (laughs) habit building I would say that um you need to have a strong 
why behind what you're doing. If you're doing, I, I said this in the morning routine um, on your podcast as well, is that if you don't have a strong why behind what you do, so say that you want this amazing morning routine and you want to meditate in the morning, but you're only doing it because everybody else on Instagram is doing it, then it's not going to be sustainable because you're not doing it for the right reasons. You really need to get like clear on why you want to implement this habit. Like again, if you're trying to run because everybody else is running and you feel like, oh, I should start running, then that's not a good enough reason. Whereas if you have like a strong why behind what you want to start implementing, then every time that you think about giving up or every time when you think about like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm in the mood to run today, you'll remind yourself of your why and you go, no, like I'm going to make myself proud if I can run five kilometers without stopping at the end of the month and I really want to make myself proud. So I'm just going to go and get it done. Um, then I think that that is a big game changer when it comes to long-term success as well. Hmm, absolutely. I love chatting about that. What's yours? Um, I think it's hard to pick just one, um, but I think I would say where possible when you're planning a new habit, be so specific about what the cue is going to be and work out, like I said, if it is that you want to exercise more, don't just say, okay, my new habit, habit, habit. <laughs> my new habit <laughs> is to exercise more because what does that mean? Like literally, yeah. what does that mean? Like, you can exercise so many different ways. You can exercise anywhere, anytime. So tell me exactly what type of exercise you're going to do. Is it a class? Is it something at home? Where is it going to be? What time is it going to be? How long for? And what is going to trigger that? Like, you really, I think, really setting yourself up for success. Saying, every Wednesday, I'm going to go to the 7 a.m. step class at my local gym. And I'm going to leave my runners out the night before. I'm going to have my gym bag in my car. And I'm going to set an alarm half an hour before to make sure that I'm definitely, you know, giving myself enough time. And I'm going to track it by doing X, Y, and Z. I think being so specific and then also writing down a list of every possible excuse or barrier that could get in your way and debunking it. If it's because it's too early, then pick another class to get started. Pick a class that isn't going to be too early. If it's because you hate yeah. every single bit of active wear, then go and buy active wear that is actually going to make you feel good. If it's because you hate your gym and you're really intimidated by it, find a new gym. Like, because at, in the morning, you I bet you, if there are these barriers here and you haven't done the job to dismantle them, you're not gonna you're not gonna feel like crashing through them at six a.m. in the morning. So really, really get specific and get intentional about, like you said, the why you're doing it, but also what can possibly get in my way and how can I remove those? How can I make it? And with habit building, it's how can I make it as easy as possible as obvious as possible and as enjoyable as possible because if you have all of those aspects it's gonna you're gonna be able to form a habit yeah 100 percent. and i think as well like the biggest advantage that people are going to get when they work with you on this like building their habits is is that accountability because a lot of people like if mm. they don't go to gym of a morning they may feel a little bit guilty but also no one's gonna know like yeah. you know that that real <laughs> it's like they're not gonna know um, and I think like <laughs> yes. having a coach, like the biggest advantage of having a coach is that accountability and like having someone to talk through it with, and also someone that's going to like pull you up on it as well. Like on your excuses when you're like, Oh, I couldn't do it because this reason it's like, okay, let's, let's break that down. And not everything is an excuse. Sometimes there are genuine reasons. Um, 
but like you know it's like oh I I was in hospital last night I sprained my ankle that's why I couldn't go to gym this morning and you're like barrier (laughs) uh, (laughs) dissolve it (laughs) let's fix that for you um but I think that yeah accountability like working with a coach is just so so powerful but um can I ask you one question put you on the spot (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) do you have a habit stack that you are proud of like one that you're just like I have just stacked this up so well. I think the biggest thing for me, so I was really, really struggling with taking the vitamins that I wanted to take every single day. Um, And like I said, a great habit stack would be to put it after you brush your teeth, but I can't have supplements on an empty stomach. Like it just makes me feel not very well. So the idea of that is great, but that's why it's so personalized. So I think I was trying to find a habit to kind of tie that into my day. And I found something that I do every single day, which I don't really care about. And some people, for some people might be an unhelpful habit, but I have a real sweet tooth and it always hits me like early afternoon without a doubt. At the moment, I'm just having like a, like one square of the Cadbury dairy milk chocolate. And I, found that without a doubt that was so habitual like I was just going and having it so now every time I I go to have my snack I grab my supplements because I do vitamins so it's all in the one thing so that was another barrier like I don't have time to be sitting there like opening these bottles and like tipping them in and stuff so I grab that I have that and then once I've done that then I can have my snack and it has worked so well because it's only something that I've implemented the last few weeks and without a fail like I've done it every single day without fail whereas I was struggling so badly to actually get them in um so yeah I really like that one (laughs) Mm, maybe I'm gonna have to start having a chocolate snack in the afternoons because I'm I definitely could be better with taking my supplements I try to take them in the morning with breakfast but sometimes I'm just like you know what I just don't feel like shotting some naturopathic herbs right now I know I know and it is it is a barrier because I think it's it's like sometimes it can leave like a not so nice taste in your mouth like it's just you know it's good and that's the other thing you know it's good for you but that reward is like I don't care about that right now like I don't care about you know longevity like of course I care about it but that's like over there whereas like I chose something that is in my routine anyway without fail without and I don't even have to think about it that's the thing when you stack your habit you take out the thinking because once something is a habit that you've done I've done that for years like and I now I'm in a great place with food where it doesn't I don't matter like I don't care that I'm snacking um I will do that every day without fail so instead of me thinking every day like oh I need to remember to take my supplements or I get in bed and I'm like oh I'm not going to take them now like I've missed another day I don't have to think about it anymore because I've made that connection like you said association when I have when I go for my snack of course, have your snack, but you have your, your supplements first. And that for me has been groundbreaking because it's already been integrated into my existing habit. And the reason that we have all these habits is because it's not a decision. Like we, yeah. all of our decisions, decisions, 45% of them aren't actually decisions, they're habits. So you, you just, I think the best thing to do is do a bit of an audit, go through your life and work out what do you do every single day without fail that you don't even think about and how can I attach some of these things that I really want to do onto those things? Like let them sort of hang off your coattails kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. awesome well thank you so much for jumping on live with me and yeah I can't wait to do some more I'm really excited because the Wednesday wake-up call goes live wait yeah tomorrow (laughs) is that my is mine this one yeah yours is this one yep and then this will go up on Friday so everyone's we're gonna get a double dose of mads on the real health podcast (laughs) (laughs) wonderful well I'll 
Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your night. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ed.